Welcome to the Cardboard Crash Cast. This is Ethan, your host. I'm here with Christos, Adam, Will, and Shaw. Everybody say hi. Hello. Hello. What's up? We're here doing a board game review of a couple of games we just played for the first time. I haven't played for the first time, but you guys just all experienced them. Um, this is going to be Ticket to Ride and the Quacks of Quedlingburg. If you want to stick around for just Ticket to Ride, stay here now. If you want to skip directly to the Quacks of Quedlingburg and are more interested in that, our editor is going to throw up the timestamp up on screen, so check that out. But we do have a little bit of information about Ticket to Ride before we start. This is a 7.4 out of 10 on Board Game Geek overall for rating. They consider it a weight complexity of 1.8 out of 5. Uh, so on the lower side, they say it's about a 30, 30 to 60 minute playtime, but that's with four people. We did five. What'd you guys think? Fun game. I've played it before. Wife loves it. Okay. Adam, this was your first time. Yeah, this time. was my first time. It was fun. I wasn't putting too much thought into it, and I just was drawing a bunch of cards, and I was just placing big tracks all at once. If he wasn't putting any thought into it, I was put, I was literally not in the room. <laughs> I, I was putting almost no thought into it. I had a great time. I, what do you mean you weren't putting any thought into it? You literally had like your your trains off to the side in little groups, exactly how you were going to no, play no, them. I was literally, okay, I had like three pairs of six and I was just like if I just dump these turn after turn am I going to end the game? That was pretty much just my only thought. Was like was I going to end the game out of nowhere and everyone's going to be like oh the game's over. Yeah. Well, Shaw, you were the one who won, right? No. Oh, Will, Will won. 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 With his uh, four uh Completed tickets. Yeah, completed tickets. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, had, you had like a, uh, what, you have like a nine? I had an eight, I had an eight, an 11, a 12, and a 22. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which the two first players didn't even realize that the, the tickets, basically like the secret tickets points worth, it, were even like that high. Because even the Trans-American Railroad is only 10, 10. points. Yeah. So this game is definitely a game for like, for kids and families. Um, they do make a Ticket to Ride Junior that's even easier. I believe they take away the secret ticket system, um, and it's more points as you place trains down, um, which really is a great time for kids. Um, I would even play this one with, I don't know, six-year-old, eight-year-old maybe? Eight-year-old probably eight, would be eight perfect. Eight and above, sure. Yeah. I mean, if they could play Fortnite, they could probably... You know, I yeah. was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if they could build, build castles in freaking Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. But this is the type of game where, like, eight-year-old, like, 80-year-old, oh, like, yeah. anybody can sit down, anybody can enjoy this. Um, I don't know. I had really high hopes for you guys to, to just like this as sort of a game we'd pull out every once in a while. I think this is a really good game to, like, kind of warm up. Like, you're like, okay, like, you know, let's just play a quick game of Ticket to Ride and, like, warm up for whatever the, the real game is, because it, like, it gets the juices flowing. You have, like, the strategic tingles, I don't know what else to say. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, like, in the, I'm in the mood now to play, like, a, to play, like, a spirit island or to play something more, a little more advanced. I'm gonna block your route. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit cutthroat at times. Our game didn't get too much because, like, the West was not being explored at all. And then, like, you, the couple of people who went in just got to swoop in and take it. But sometimes it gets, like, really jammed up. Yeah, like, where was that? Where was that in the middle? It was, like, St. Louis or yeah. whatever. It was, yeah. I was, we were just jammed in there. Everybody, like, was. everybody was starting yeah. from, from Texas onward. It was just like, wee. Yeah. yeah, I ended up getting the longest road, and it felt like I had no issue doing that. I just kind of like built my my Boston little thing. To LA, right? Yeah, you were on like the complete. Yeah, side. I did like the full outside. Yeah, Boston to Miami, and the Miami all the way to LA. 
So this is the type of game that I would love to, if we had like a new player in our group, like we had like a new friend, just playing this with them, because it's not hard to understand. It gets you into like that slight next level of board games. We actually talked about this on our last podcast, um, which if you're a subscriber from that last podcast, welcome. A uh, little side note that got like 7,000 views where most of these podcasts have been getting like, I don't know, 500 at the most. So Welcome, I appreciate it. But we explained that as sort of like level two, I think we said, was like right after like your beginning, your Monopoly and your things people have already played, this was like your next step. Yeah, I, th- I want to say that was our like really good for families and just not the board games you think of on a normal basis. Yeah, having, having played it now, I really do think that this is a definitely like the step up from those games. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, I could go to somebody that's only played Uno and be like, hey, listen, like, let's try this out. It is just as simple, I promise. And I could probably get most people on board. Like a gateway game. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gateway into the drug that's Did, did that's you choose to hobby. go for a pun? On board, choo-choo? I did not. I did not. But, you know, you know life happens sometimes. Was there anything we that you didn't like about it? Dude, some the of those... The card's not coming up the <laughs> color you need oh them. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was probably holding them on. <laughs> you had like 30 cards in your hand. Yeah, at one point I looked over at Adam, and Adam was like fed, like fanning out his cards in his hand. I'm like, dude, I have two. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, but I will say the thing I didn't like was uh, the secret uh, secret tickets or whatever. Uh, I like flipped three of them, and all of them were twenties. And I was like, or not? There was a twenty, a twenty, a twenty-one, and a nine. And I'm like, dude, like, what do you mean? Like, there's no way. Right, because if you can't get the, you can't get like reach that, you get negative points yeah, instead. So, so it's so just, I'm just like, oh yeah, I, I, it, it's um, it's very revealing immediately what your intention is as well, because obviously you're picking colors, and like people can kind of discern like what's going on if you want to get super strategic about it. But I don't think Ticket to Ride is that type of game. It's definitely kind of a game to like turn brain off. Mm-hmm. And just like, just have fun. I think it's just a have fun game, for, at least for me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to get stuck in that habit because my f- first card, they were only like six and seven points, and I was like, oh, these aren't worth that much to tickets, or at least I knew they were kind of short, so I was expecting longer ones to be worth more. And I'm like, those are usually get blocked because you guys said there's gonna be a lot, at least a lot of blocking in five player, and I was just like, all right, I'll like try and focus on it, and I took so long to get green you kept taking green, I I couldn't get it, and I was like, I'm just not gonna focus on these. I'm just gonna build up and then be able to play any color I want. I probably should have grabbed tickets, and I think you should, because just grab one or two, because you'll have plenty of time yeah. um, to build those roads. I yeah, got, I got lucky on my draws for the tickets, and that's why I just kept, I was like, oh, okay, that works. I'm already in play to get to that route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're, they're not as difficult as they seem, like the really long ones. It's possible. You just got to plan for it. There's a lot of, like, rings of, like, randomness in this game like you like the you know the decks random and like obviously the tickets are random and stuff so there's not a lot that is in your control so i think that's why it's like one of those games that uh at least in in my opinion you just kind of have to just let it happen and Mm -hmm. play it out there's not a lot of planning you can do really you can only be playing like maybe one or two turns ahead but like one thing happens like you block me this like you go that like it just like why i don't know there's like there's too many variables mm-hmm. for such a simple you, game. You need that one last green or black that's on the board and someone takes it and you're like I think that is 
a big reason why this is a good game to yeah. like get into because you don't have to think of all that strategy. Mm-hmm. It's just like once it gets to your turn, you're given like three choices: what you see on the board, to do it, go around, and it keeps going until I know. And, and the turns are so quick. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I love about this game is, like, if you're playing with kids or something, like, people who have short attention spans, like, kids or not, you only take, like, five, ten seconds on your turn at times. Like, the most amount of time it takes is actually placing the train pieces, and at that point, everyone's focused. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like the quick turns is a great right. virtue of it, this game. It's it's also, like, a really nice game to play with, with like, a, uh, friends just having conversation. I think you could just, like, have conversation while you play the game. Yeah, it's like, just kind of happening below yeah. you. and Because yeah. yeah. there's not a lot of, like, you don't have to, like, watch, you know, Will place down five trains on a track. You know, you could just, like... Right, because he can mess with you, but it's not like you, you have do to do anything about it. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. you're it's not like, having yep, to pay attention. You did it, dude. I, I'm gonna get mad once I see it, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel yeah. it's also a lot to mess with someone because there was a point where I was thinking of like stopping Will in his tracks because we're like a six white, and I was like, this just seems like too much because then it would prevent me from getting my yeah. uh, railway even longer. And I'm like, uh, and I just waited a few turns, and everyone's just drawing cards, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. I'll just have it in the back of my head and uh, see if I can go about it later. To be honest, I think that would change once you start playing the game with the same group a few times. Like, once you really, like, kind of understand the game, and you're like, oh, those these are the tickets that are in this game, so, like, I know he's got this one, and we can't let him get a 22. Yeah. So, like... I think I just get paranoid. Like, I, I always think, man... I need to go for it now because someone's gonna someone's gonna block me and everyone but else is just like I'm just thinking my own stuff. The, the thing is, like I I try to plan it out. If you would have gotten that like blocked that six mm-hmm. white, I had the option to go down and, and around. Yeah, because I had the amount of cards in my hand to do it. And if you would have dropped a six, I don't know if you would have been able to come back to try to block. Yeah. Hmm. So we're gonna go around real quick. Give it a uh, something out of ten enjoyment. Board Game Geek says seven point four average. Of eighty eight thousand ratings, yeah, you yeah. got to trump them. I would probably put it like a like a six eight, a six point eight. That if I had to put it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think it's I don't think that's low to be honest. For you know me. Yeah. It's fun, but there's room for more, and I mean that's just baseline because there's more opportunities for other games, but that doesn't mean it's bad in any way. I mean, I would say like a seven point five because or even eight maybe. There's fun to be had, and it doesn't have to be too complicated. Yeah, I'm about a seven. Yeah, in enjoyability, uh, and I know the other versions of it. Yeah, that have like more complexity, more and complexity bridges and oh, ferries. Cool. Yeah, that sounds fun. Bridges yeah. you can place, and then others can go underneath them. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that's cool. And there's ferries you could like so, go from island. So my rating wasn't that harsh. There's no. better. There's there's level ups. Yeah, there <laughs> are level le- ups. Yeah. There's also level downs and everything yeah. in between. This game is like is very everywhere. For me, personally, I do like games that are more complex. This one's more simple, so I'd give it 7-ish. But in terms of it as a game for everyone, probably like 8, 8.5. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go a little bit even harsher. I think my personal enjoyment is probably at a 6. Okay. Um, it's like slightly lower than that, just because after playing it so many times, like I start to like... It, it, it's very skeleton to sure. some sometimes, yeah. but it completely depends on the play group. You can absolutely, like you said, have fun above I, the table. I wouldn't be honest. I was going to give it a six one and I, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I was like, but with the right group 
it's just a good time with the right group yeah. and and with new people or with kids or with just being a game for everybody it's like a seven or an eight yeah, it's, absolutely it's, it's not the entree it's the appetizer yeah absolutely well i'd like to go to a quick commercial break and thank the patrons so much for being part of the channel thank all you new subscribers um i don't have any sort of sponsor or anything so we're going to make this really quick thank you to star and thank you to ryan jacobson the music provider Welcome back already. Now we're going moving on to the Quacks of Quedlinburg. This is a 7.8, whereas we looked at a 7.4 for Ticket to Ride. Um, so out of 47,000 ratings, they rate it just slightly higher. Um, it is a weight complexity of 1.95 instead of a 1.4. Um, so we're getting there, but it's not much more. Um, they recommend it best at four players, but it plays up to five, 45 minute playtime. I think we had a higher playtime than that, but we were also learning. What's first impressions? I liked it. It was fun. Now, I'm the only one here who's played it at all. Yeah. So everybody is like new, fresh face to this one. You had brought it up to me when we had talked in a previous episode about a comeback mechanic. And I was kind of waiting to see what that was. And I remember at, you, at the time you said maybe I wouldn't like that. Um, I don't think it's that bad. I think it was, it was good in general. And it actually kind of helped because the game can feel a little random. So it was fun. The randomness at times can be like, man, I'm not going anywhere. But that comeback mechanic at least just makes it feel like you're not completely out, you know? Right. Like, I got completely screwed on a round where literally, even though I used my flask, I drew only the the Bullets, cherry bombs yeah. the entire time. And I just immediately hit a seven, and it was terrible. Um, you did but that I two, still ended two, up, like... Two rounds in a row. Yeah. I saw it he, like, he, he did, like, three rounds yeah. in a row. Yeah. The first few rounds, yeah. It's like you're I, still at zero. Why? <laughs> I want. I wanted to say uh, the one of the one of the big things for this game for me was that uh, I really like games that don't have a ton of strategy because it's easy for me to like pitch them to my family and on people that don't normally play games. I feel like this is one of those games where like yeah, you can be very strategic about what you choose in terms of the what are they called the little. The chips. The chips. Like, you can, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and blah, 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 and, like, build your bag. But, like, or you can just completely be like, oh, right, I have I got 20 points. This is 10. This is 10. Just, like, not think about it whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, you just stick your hand in the bag. And as long as it's not white, then yeah, you're, you're like, great. Yeah. And I, I really like that about this game that, like, uh, kind of similarly to Ticket to Ride, where there's not a lot of choice that needs to be made. And that's really valuable to me in terms of, like, pitching it to other people. So... This is a huge, like, risk-reward game. This is, like, risk-reward the game. Like, you just it, keep pulling until you, like, you stop. Did you guys like the way we did it in the final round? Yes. Where you count it down, like, three, two, one, and then pull? Or was that worth doing the I whole think, game? I think I would have preferred the whole game that way. Personally. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it gets a little bit weird with the, the like, blue chips, where you have to, like, kind of wait on someone. All the scries. Yeah. Maybe um, go in order. Like, I do my turn, then he does his turn, and, like, we kind of, like... I feel like that also might maybe kind of slows people down. But either way, I think it was fun that way. Just so, like, everyone's kind of, like, on the same track and they can see what Then you can, like, to. watch somebody pop off or, like, watch them blow up. And I think yeah. that's, like, I don't know, that's fun. Because... At one point, I was like, I literally, like, I had, like, seven ones in a row. And I was like, dude, what is going on? I'm just going around this cauldron. Yeah. I've literally filled in almost every space along the way. I like the synergies of the chips a lot. I like how, um, like, we were just playing with the basic rules, like, the the basic, like, one bookmarks. Um, if you've played the game before, the bookmarks go up to four. So there's, like, four levels of complexity. We weren't playing with an expansion or anything. Even so, I feel like there was, like, 
three or four unique strategies that you could really dive into, and then there was like the supplementary ones. Blue was blue could just help you out no matter what. No matter what. Purple was a strategy, and black was a strategy, and then orange and red, and then green and. I think green is like eh. it's boring. It's boring because I, if you pull if you pull them early on in the pulls, it doesn't help you in the end. Yeah, I, I kind of think of it like a. Like if you just if you just focus completely on green, you're just guaranteeing yourself like the 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 gems every round. Yeah, I don't know what I would mix in with green. That's I think that's my only my only issue but with it. I was doing I was doing green blue, and I mean it was kind of nice. I mean sometimes I wasn't hitting either of them, but I think only one time I ended on two green, and then like a gem I got like three. Other than that, they just like were harmless enough and slightly better than pumpkins. Because if I was doing pumpkins, I might as well do mushrooms too. What does yellow do? Yellow's the one where it clears out the, the cherry bombs behind it. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a cleanup, sort of. If, you, if you're if you getting pissed off from, like, me, yeah. I just started grabbing a bunch of yellows at that point afterwards, yeah. and I was like, this is not happening again. Yeah. I think I ended up going into a little bit of everything except for green. So I took, like, three yellows, two, two or three blues, and then I, I went mostly into the, the pumpkin and, uh, and mushroom because I felt like that was... The easiest way to push it forward. I didn't see many pinks. I had, I had, I, I had three. Yeah, you had yeah. to like really like go into like yeah. that specifically uh, as a strategy in order to really make it good because it started like generating a lot once you had three plus on your board. Maybe you run like blue. Well, like you said, blue goes with everything, but blue and pink or blue, pink, yellow, maybe. Did any of the expansions like change them at all? Um, it doesn't, so the, the ingredients can change just by like the base game rules, um, but the expansions add, one of the expansions adds a new ingredient that like alters all the other ones in your pot, um, and then the other one is like a alchemy type thing where it's like you're curating ingredients as you're moving. So like once again, it's like this game is like a very, I think it's really easy to teach and really easy to grasp. Yeah. But then like the expansions, obviously, like if you want to make it more complex. Yeah. So who is this, who is this game made for? It says 10 plus on the box. The community says eight plus, but T- p- players. No, no, no. Age. 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 Oh, I was like, <laughs> dude, there's no way we're playing with 10 people. <laughs> it's going to take forever. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I could say even younger. I, I could I could see like an eight year old playing this game. Okay, yeah, especially like the, at the base level for sure. I, I like to think I, I operate at like an eight year old capacity, so I think it's possible. <laughs> I think it is still the, a little. The bit more of... cheese he has, the tired, more tired. That's he gets. true. <laughs> that's true. I am. I think you were going to say the same thing. It's I, slightly more complex. Than yeah, just because you kind of everyone finishes their stuff, then it's like okay, now we roll the die, get your points, and then score the different. Uh, pieces and the different ingredients so there was kind of that like whole like everyone was going at the same time but i feel like there was still a lot to do and at least you need to remember and you don't want to like take your board down too early or anything like that so there's a lot more procedure to it and i feel like those extra steps make it that higher level compared Mm -hmm. to just like all right i'm drawing for turn whether it be a ticket or some new like colors or i'm placing something like that's it you know so regardless of the playgroup, there has to be at least one player who's either experienced or has the rulebook open. Yes. Yeah, there definitely needs to be a guide, for sure. So just like the last one, go ahead and rate it, starting with Christos. Ooh. Out of 10. Well, I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would probably put it like probably like a 7-1, seven, 7-2. Seven, okay. Well, knowing that there's more levels to the game, that makes me really interested because it's like, I had fun, and now I can play in a completely different way the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like that's kind of already affecting my score in general because I see their. No, I mean replayability. replayability. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I would okay if I stuck it like a seven point five for the last one. I would make this one maybe an eight. Okay. I think because of the risk reward of it, it's like seven point eight. Oh, you don't know what you're going to pull from that bag. <laughs> We're sitting a little higher than Tickets Ride. What about yeah, you? I'm feeling a little bit in the same way as Adam, where I'm, I'm interested to play it at higher levels again. So I'd, I'd do maybe like an 8.2 for myself. I was going to put it like right about that, like yeah. a, like an 8, like a solid like 8 pushing up. Like if, if I played this with the right group, it could get up to 9. This has got to be one of my favorite games. Like it's just so stupid. I just love how, <laughs> I just love the tactile um, aspect of like you just get to keep placing them in a ring and just see how high it goes and it's like um, so don't blow up, don't blow up, don't blow up. It's like going to a casino and like you keep playing roulette and you just keep watching it like spin around and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> I kept thinking Yahtzee a little bit where it's like you're just like re-rolling uh, like you're dying trying to like get your certain matches. I kept getting that vibe a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking to myself like, what? How do I compare? Like, explain this game to somebody that's never played like a, a a game like more complex than Monopoly? Like, how do I explain? what to do like oh well you have this bag and you you throw these, these things in it and like every every round you, you keep picking stuff out of it until you blow up and this is the kind of game where like in order to explain it you really have to tie the theme into it you mm-hmm. got to be like um we are wizards or whatever we're like these crazy quacks just um making potions we're making magic potions and we're throwing a bunch of random stuff in it and we're trying to not make our pot explode you're trying to make your potion more interesting and bigger, but if it gets too big, then it blows up and you lose it all. All right. Well, I think that's a pretty quick review. If you like this kind of review, um, go ahead and leave a comment down below. But otherwise, any closing thoughts, anybody? I had fun, mm-hmm. and I look forward to playing some maybe next-level games and do kind of like a mini-series on the podcast here where we just talk about games that are maybe next-level, higher... Sure. Maybe yeah. even lower tier games. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like you... continue exploring like the the intro. I don't even know what to call these. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call these intro games. Like more like intermediate. Yeah. Games uh, that like will kind of be good stepping stones to introduce your families to or friends to like the likes of Twilight Imperium eventually or you know Spirit <laughs> Island. You know, get them on the track to enjoying board games outside of just the basic. You know, sorry, Uno, Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, agree with Adam in saying that. I think that on the podcast, I'd really like us to continue to like just move forward and continue to review games as we go. Uh, and obviously, uh, leave comments below if you guys want us to play a certain game. If you guys think that it would be really fitting for us to play a game at this level, nothing is out of the realm of possibility. If you guys put sidereal confluence, I will, I will convince these guys to play sidereal confluence. I promise. I don't know. <laughs> and because of the board games that we play here like in the group right i've actually convinced a lot of my clientele it's like oh you like board games you should try this spirit island and you and uh what what's the other one dominion have been go-tos oh yeah oh yeah to, to convince people oh you like this here try this oh you like this try this well crazy enough spirit island has been at number nine on board game geek of all time for like the last like five years thank you very much for listening and we will see you on the next podcast episode Bye. Bye. bye